I'm a great believer of uh, diversity. In my old company, we spoke 13 languages and we only had like 60 employees. Uh, and that was a strategic uh, advantage for us. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership, where we dive deep into the mindset of industry leaders shaping our tech landscape. Now today, I am honored, my twin brother and honored, to have a very amazing leader on our podcast. Today we have Per Wergren. He's the CEO of Index, a true powerhouse in the world of Microsoft partnerships. But if you know him like I know him, you probably have seen him all over the place at Microsoft World Partner Conferences, at any international social Microsoft channel partner event, any international tech conference, you've probably seen him there. Now his organization, he does a lot of great things for the community, but he also is a hosting provider based on the Microsoft Azure platform. He also helps organizations understand how to navigate that complex Microsoft ecosystem. He is a wealth of knowledge. Now, Per's journey is nothing short of extraordinary. From leading International Association Microsoft Channel Partner, the group that we have. Like, if you're a Microsoft partner, you're part of this association, you know, without a doubt, that this is an amazing association to help you grow your organization, to grow your business. Now, he was the leader for that. He's ran that organization. He's ran the association. He knows all the Microsoft leaders from the top all the way down to the bottom. And so, if you're trying to craft a solution, you might want to talk to Pierre because he understands the mindset. But not only that, he helps partners understand this P2P maturity model, which we call partner to partnering. If you're a small partner and you want to play with the big fish, you better know what other partners out there together, you guys can look good as well. So let's dig into this transformative power of partnerships. Per, welcome to the program. How are you today? Thank you, Danny. Thank you, David. I'm pretty good. So it is winter here in Sweden where I'm based and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to get a little bit of more snow tomorrow. So it is wonderful. Thanks. Awesome. This is Danny. Now, Per, you and I have known each other for quite a long time. We've been part of the same communities, the same group. We supported each other through this journey. We've actually understood a lot about the Microsoft ecosystem, and we try to do our best to help a lot of organizations out there. But you have this passion that is just untouched. Whenever I'm online, whenever I'm on LinkedIn, wherever I go, I see this passion, the way you comment, the way you help people. Can you share your experience and why this community and is so important to you and why you have such great commitment in order to help partners grow? So first of all, the Microsoft Partner Ecosystem is a wonderful family. It is a family that spans the globe, so it's really a large family. I feel appreciated and I like the people that are part of this ecosystem because there are a lot of generous people that are willing to give and that are willing to share knowledge and uh, listen to advice. So my passion is probably, it comes from uh, like a team spirit that I think that uh, if you go alone, well, you will go a bit, but uh, if you are part of a larger group, you will go so much further. So that's my belief. And uh, uh, I think that a lot of 
the things that I'm doing is not about, um, or, or most, is not about financial outcome. It is about helping people, and people are helping me. We are helping each other. And one thing that I learned long time ago is that it is important to have fun. If you don't have fun and you don't feel appreciated, feel that you can do something that means something, then why be part of it? So I would say that uh, it is highly rewarding, not in financial terms, but in other terms. I have so many friends across the world. Her, this is David. And it's evident that you have made an incredible impact and you have these relations around the world. The International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, when you started working with them, it was predominantly a North American-focused organization. And your leadership, four-time president from four chapters to 44 worldwide. Talk about that experience and how it was able to grow so quickly under your leadership. And the impact that it's having today is unbelievable. Thank you. So it all started in... Uh... Uh, Los Angeles at uh, Microsoft Partner Conference. I think it was, what was it called? It was not called Inspire and not Worldwide Partner Conference, something else. But it all started there. And um, uh, that was the first time I met the international board in the IMCP. And uh, it was very US-centric. They had a few members in Sweden, a few members in Italy, but then it was North America. And uh, the following year, they... Uh, elected me as worldwide president. And uh, we created a plan. We created a plan to bring DIMCP to more corners in the world. And uh, that strategic plan uh, was uh, about to, to like go country by country, region by region, make friends with the Microsoft subsidiaries across the globe and uh, recruit partners that were willing to drive a local chapter. So it was country by country. We had a solid plan for which countries that we thought we had like a larger opportunity in. But then we needed to be opportunistic because when you're dealing with volunteers, well, anyone that raises their hands and are willing to do something is a valuable asset. So I was lucky that my company in Sweden, IDNet, was uh, doing pretty well. So uh, I had a great leadership team and I could focus very well, probably a little bit more than I should have running the ICP, but it was so fun. So I flew across the globe, started chapters. I often held uh, like um, a startup meeting with Microsoft Partners and Microsoft. We created a steering committee and then we created a plan for how to create a more formal chapter. And uh, every time I went to a new country, they said to me, Per, you need to understand, in our country, things are very different. We do things a very different way in our country. But after having visited like a bunch of countries, I saw some commonalities. Partners thought that things were unique in their country. And of course, there's always like a piece that is unique, but most is the same. And most partners were dreaming about bringing their business to other countries either open up subsidiaries or creating partnerships. So there were so many commonalities. And as the IMCP grew, this network of partners that spanned multiple countries became a great asset for any member, any member that had international aspirations. 
could tap into the IMCP network and reach out to a country and said, say that, hey, we want partners in your country. A common problem or a mistake that many partners did and are uh, still making is that they don't pinpoint a country where they want to find partners. They say that, hey, we want to find partners across the globe, but it's pretty hard. So you need to be specific. But the ones that are specific in the IMCP community, the ones that know what they're doing, know what they are seeking, and know which countries that they are looking for, they will be successful. So my mantra was that if you pay your membership fee and you don't find value, I will personally reimburse your money. That was pretty fun. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does a mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today 
and start speaking with confidence. Now, you can't beat that. This is Danny. If you don't find value, I will personally refund you. That is amazing. So you really have nothing to lose. And, and I really appreciate you saying that you went from country to country and you noticed that there was a lot of commonality. And really the commonalities that, that I see all the time, as you suggested, is they want to open up another branch or another opportunity in another country. And two, they, they need to figure out how can we do that with my organization being the size that it is. And that leads into this next question of the P2P framework, that that this P2P maturity model. Now, you widely uh, adopted it, you helped push it, you helped foster it. And it's really about bringing partners together in a collaborative ecosystem that allows them to really go out and tackle these big opportunities. Now. Tell us a little bit more. When I say us, I mean, I mean, really tell our audience a little bit more about this P2P maturity model. Why has it been great for helping these Microsoft partners to achieve the success that they probably could not have achieved on their own if they didn't do it this way? Yeah. So the reason uh, uh, why I created the P2P maturity model was that I thought that there was so much structural knowledge in the IMCP, and I wanted to document that and to create a model, a model that was easy to follow. And in order to get credibility, I brought in IDC to validate the model and together we wrote a few white papers. And Microsoft were also on board and endorsed it. So the idea was and still is that if you do things with a strategic approach, you create a plan, you will more likely be successful than if you do it ad hoc. The P2P maturity model is a great way to bring a structured approach. And this structured approach also creates a common language, a language that you can speak with, uh, with fellow partners. You can sit down with fellow partners. You can take up the P2P maturity model. You can assess where you are as an organization and where you are as a joint virtual organization, and you can have discussions what you can do in order to improve your maturity in all 10 business areas that this model covers. Per, this is David, and thank you so much for sharing a little bit about the P2P maturity model. And for our listening audience out there today, when Per put this together, he was thinking about the overall growth of the partner, helping them to find success. And Microsoft, just by itself, the ecosystem, as huge as this company is, can seem a daunting task to navigate and find your way. And this is one platform, one model that's been able to help to do that. Now, his model, just for our listening audience to know, that helps to measure maturity was broken down to four stages. That's basic, reactive, proactive, and dynamic. Uh, can you tell maybe, I know this is going to be hard, and there are probably a lot of IMC partners that are going to be hearing this program, and they might get a little jealous here, but per, is there maybe a success story or maybe an example of one of the uh, partners that came in adopted this mindset, and you helped them to gain some incredible success through that? Yeah, there are, or there have been multiple partners that have reached out to me during the years and say that, hey, we have been using this model and it has been really rewarding. I don't have like permission to, to, to name them, but there are a lot of companies that say that this has been instrumental to them. It has both been important to them when they are talking to partners, but also 
when they are talking internally. Because one of the biggest problems is that if you don't have buy-in from the top in your organization, well, P2P will not be sustainable. It will fly for a time, but not uh, for a long time. So the P2P model has also been a great uh, like tool for educating your internal people. This is David, by the way. I think it's important for organizations to understand where they are in that stage of growth. Are they a new startup? Do they understand what processes are in place to help them to grow? Are they going to champion a special niche or a certain angle of Microsoft in terms of their relationship? And this really helps them to identify, to understand where they are and how to have that growth path. So I'm, I'm encouraged to hear that. And, and thank you so much for playing that overall president cap understanding that everybody's in the room, everybody's going to have an opportunity to grow. And you say, look, I'm not going to just highlight one company, but they've been multiple partners that have gone through this and they have incredible growth. I, I want to I throw something out here, Per, if you don't mind, because you are in Sweden. You mentioned just the weather, the snow. We might cry here if we get an inch of snow and you're over there used to that snow and it's, it's amazing. But you bring something that's unique to the table. Uh, you bring a worldview. You have a unique global perspective. And I want to ask you a little bit about your approach to helping organizations understanding that having a multicultural exposure can influence a great mindset, a great leadership style, and help companies to grow even that much more. So, so I want to ask you, from your perspective, flying all over the world, helping partners all over the world, what's it like to come from your perspective of having a global view to say, this is why we got to have a multicultural, diversity-focused business? So first of all, I'm a great believer of uh, diversity. In my old company, we spoke 13 languages and we only had like 60 employees. Uh, and that was a strategic uh, advantage for us because we could bring in global customers. But if you talk about the, the partner ecosystem, diversity is a good thing. You need to respect that people are different, that people believe in different things, believe in different guts. Uh, people have different ways to do things. But that is not a disadvantage. It's an advantage if you embrace diversity and you find ways to work together where you take advantage of all the strengths that comes with diversity. People have different experiences and bringing all these experiences together is good for any organization. And it is also good for understanding the world. And uh, in a modern world, I believe that diversity is like a natural thing or should be a natural thing. People that have um, different faiths, regardless of gender, everyone should, should get the same opportunities. This is Danny, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I can only imagine, as you talked about, how many employees and how many languages are spoken how complex that is and how difficult that was. I remember uh, a year, about a year ago, year and a half, maybe, we had our organization had an opportunity to coach partners out of Europe. And we're really excited because we've only coached North American partners, Canadian um, partners in Mexico, partners in the US. And then uh, through the IMCP and Microsoft, we started coaching partners in Europe. We had 25 partners in Germany and, and France, UK, Belgium. And it was so exciting to coach them on their business to really help scale the organization, scale the company. But one of the things that we found out is that, as you said, there was this commonality. Everybody would like to grow. Everybody has a common goal to 
focus on building the relationship. A lot of these partners form joint ventures because of the P2P maturity model that you put in place, which is which is a benefit. And as you said before, through legal purposes, we can't name their names at this time, but they have succeeded in growing and expanding to other countries because of this P2P joint venture, which has been exciting. And you just recently came back from the U.S. And I want to ask you this, this simple question. I don't know it's not really that simple, but having business based in Sweden, U.S., traveling back and forth, even in France, your business, how do you manage and navigate the complexities of the different cultures and the different ways that people do their businesses? I, I, it's just so unique. And the reason why I say that is I ran a uh, global practice. I had a $250 million budget at one of the companies I was at, and I had people in Tokyo. and They were so different than the people in Moscow when I was leading the global sales. And they had a different formality. I came to the office at 8.30 in the morning and nobody was there. They didn't come until about 10.30, 11 o'clock because afterwards it, it, they would go out to these karaoke bars to sing. And they, they were really building business relationship and family. They worked until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was I didn't know that because in the U.S. we always got to the office at 8. There's just no questions asked. So I learned about these different cultures. But for you who actually run a business in multiple multiple countries with multiple languages, how do you do it? How do you how do you just manage the different cultural aspect of it? So first of all, uh, I think that it's important to uh, uh, acknowledge that you are an outsider, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, being an outsider, you need to be humble. And uh, every day you learn a little bit more about that other culture, and you are a guest, and hopefully you are a guest that they like. Uh, so even if I don't understand everything. Uh, I feel that people are generous and uh, they accept that I don't uh, understand all cultural differences. But uh, it works as, as long as you're humble. If I will say that, hey, the Swedish way is the only way to do it, well, I will probably be shown to the door. So it is important to embrace and be curious. If you're curious and you think that it is fun and uh, wonderful to learn about other cultures well that's a good starting point i guess this is david and i want to i want to ask as a follow-up to that you you mentioned something that i think is so important and often missed when it comes to passionate driven leaders is that spirit of being curious being curious helps i think in sales it helps in relationships but you're talking about being curious when it comes to even working across different multicultural geographical distances. There's so much there. But can I ask you, how do you go about celebrating this spirit of diversity? How do you celebrate diverse ideas? It's one thing to be in an incubator and it's another thing to be able to say, okay, everybody throw on the board what you want to talk about, but how do you diverse these ideas and why can they be such a great foundation for sparking growth, sparking success? But how do you celebrate and how do you build upon that spirit of diversity? Well, one thing is that uh, when I recruit people, uh, regardless if uh, they are employees, partners or contractors, I never look at uh, things uh, like gender, age or culture. I look at what they can bring to the table and if we can work together, if there is a reasonable chance that we can work together in a pleasant way. So that is important to be agnostic about uh, all the things that uh, are about discrimination and uh, celebrating uh, well speaking about that one thing is that you need to understand that uh, 
people celebrate different days in the year. So, so like, uh, uh, even if I celebrate Christmas, I accept that so many people that I do business with and have employed are not celebrating Christmas. So, like, acknowledge that uh, people celebrate in different ways, celebrate on different days, and this celebrate uh, different things. That is important. Uh, and uh, it is showing leadership by example. Try to be a role model uh, and uh, try to empower people regardless of where they are coming from. I think it's important. This is David. I love that you said that. And it's important to keep in mind that it's not only the leadership's responsibility to be curious, but to lead by example, to foster the spirit of inclusion and bringing people in. And then just allowing people, as you mentioned earlier, be empowered to grow with their strengths. There's a, there's there's something about that, I think, exposure to diversity, exposure to people of different cultures and places, welcoming experiences that can actually help an organization grow, that can help a career path change. And I appreciate that. I want to I want to ask something that that might seem a little off, but it's different because it's important for organizations that want to work internationally, organizations that want to work outside of, let's say, their scope of sphere of influence. Let's, you're in the U.S., but you might want to work in Canada. You might want to work in Southeast Asia. So you had a post recently where you highlighted Microsoft's engagement with lawmakers of different markets. Why is it crucial, not just for tech giants, but for even the smaller companies that have ambitions to work overseas to adapt to diverse regulatory environments? So uh, one thing to uh, bear in mind is that uh, lawmakers or, or um, government elites, they are interested in hearing the voice of smaller companies, especially smaller companies that are in their geography, that pay local taxes, that employ people locally. They are important to lawmakers. And the tech giants, they often have a seat at the table. They are often invited to be part of different forums. So the lawmakers, they pretty much know what they are thinking about. But smaller companies, they need to create a, a platform or create platforms for being a voice into the uh, ails of power. And uh, uh, the IMCP has done great things. There are also other initiatives that are driven by Microsoft around how to bring smaller Microsoft partners in front of lawmakers across the globe. And I will say that in the uh, European Union and the United States, Microsoft and partners have been very successful. And we know that lawmakers are listening to smaller Microsoft partners. I have seen a lot of legislation in the European Union that has been influenced, or at least it has gone the way that smaller Microsoft partners wanted. And I know that similar things have happened also in the United States. So it is important that uh, we make sure that smaller companies and for us, Microsoft partners, get their voices heard. This is Danny. And what I really appreciate is that because you're smaller as a smaller partner doesn't mean that you can't be heard. But through this collaborative effort, specifically with a bigger association of a lot of smaller partners, specifically through the IMCP, there's a lot of opportunities where you can make an impact 
globally, locally, and even through governments. So that is so phenomenal to hear that the small partner is able to be heard, but not just heard, policies and laws were written in order to implement and support. And that's the key. Don't ever say that, hey, my vote doesn't count or my thoughts don't count. You think a certain way, and I guarantee you there's a lot of other small business owners that think the exact same way. Together, you guys can make a big impact. I want to go back to this, this P2P maturity model. I want to let our audience know that PER has had created this, this P2P maturity model and went from four to 44 countries, generated over $10 billion in annual revenue. But what makes this unique is that recently on LinkedIn and all other social media channels, PER, you had offered free, you're offering free consultations to help partners to be able to be successful. And I find that very commendable. And I just want to know, why? Why are you so inspired to always want to help the partner ecosystem? And I want to challenge all of our partners out there today who are listening to the podcast. If you find value in this and you are serious about growing your business, PERS offer free consultation. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. We will provide his information, his company's website and index as well. But Per, why are you so passionate? I mean, just tell us why you're passionate for really helping to grow partners in this Microsoft ecosystem. That is a, this is amazing. Thank you. So I guess curiosity is uh, uh, where it comes from. I also want to, I know that I have some knowledge to share and sharing that knowledge is fun. And in every conversation, I become acquainted with someone new and I learn something. And as long as I learn something, and if I can uh, teach someone about something, then it's a win-win for everyone. So uh, uh, I love having conversations with partners and uh, the more different the partners are, the more fun. And if there is a, a partner I'm speaking with that is kind of the same, that, uh, the same type that I have been speaking with uh, before, then there are some things that uh, I know that uh, are the same, but often partners are doing, or partners need to find their uniqueness. So, uh, uh, it, it is working well, and uh, I always operate under gentleman's NDA, which means that uh, uh, I will never uh, reveal something that someone has revealed to me that they don't want to be out. So it's working well, and it is a lot of fun. So, so like having conversations with partners, that's the best thing you can do. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a spectacular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with a humanized IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations 
rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. This is David Purr, and what's inspiring to me is you're saying, look, I have this spirit of curiosity. I'm having fun getting to know people. And you mentioned having a gentleman's NDA. That is amazing. You say, look, we're going to build this on integrity. We're going to have a great time doing this, but we're going to respect each other. We're going to learn to find ways to collaborate. That is the spirit where Dan and I, we often call it planting seeds. If you have that mindset, not about me, 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 but how can I plant a seed that will eventually mature, blossom, and bear fruit for all of us to enjoy? And if I could give you that from my perspective, my angle, my unique niche, then in turn, we want you to be able to have the same type of heart. And hopefully that spirit promotes collaboration and that continues to grow the Microsoft efforts that you've done. And what we talk about now with Microsoft having over 100 chapters around the world, it's been growing like crazy. And, and a lot of it was you being a catalyst to say, let's be curious. You planted that a long time ago and you're seeing it. Can I ask you, what are some other creative ways that partners can, can promote that same spirit to be able to say, let's grow, let's support each other? What are some other ways they could do that, you think? Because for so many of the smaller partners are getting in and now they're starting to find a way to connect. They're finding ways to grow relationships but are there any other creative ideas or ways that they can promote this and continue to thrive in this partner-to-partner -partner ecosystem? Well, you need to have like a, a spirit of giving. And if you give, people will give back to you. Sometimes people say give and get, but I think it is give and give. Uh, that's important. And if you have a business opportunity and you are giving it to another partner, well, that's a great foundation for doing more business together. It is uh, also important to uh, work on your elevator pitch. And the elevator pitch should be a little bit different than your regular pitch. It's, it's uh, about partnering and 
what you can do together in a partnership. And not that you are the best in the world, you create uh, wonderful solutions and you are super expensive. That's not a good elevator pitch. The pitch needs to be something about the value that another partner will get by working together with you. This is David Purr. And as a public speaking coach, that's what I focus on. And I literally, I mean, I've been smiling this whole conversation we've been having, but when you talked about having your pitch, you said something that's interesting that most people can forget. Your pitch needs to be designed to your audience, regardless of what setting you're in. And that stakeholder, that person that's listening, they've got to see the value in what you're saying in that 30 seconds or less. Why is that important? To me, please, please, all you tech geniuses out there, you guys are brilliant, but you've got to be able to bring down what you do in that short little window because we can't hear it if it's five minutes long or if you don't get to the point. Thank you so much for saying that. I love that. I, I want to ask you about your company here, You know, you, your work at Index and being a hosting provider for Microsoft Azure. What can we expect in 2024 from you, from the things that you're doing? How do you see the space shaping up in this year? So... Uh, if you look at the uh, big trends, we see that uh, AI is uh, coming in. Well, it came in big last year. It will continue to come in big this year. We also see that some partners will struggle with their business models and some will flourish. And uh, uh, the ones that will be successful are the ones that are looking at the waves, the big waves in the industry and try to be part of those big waves. And that is the ones that are embracing change. If I look at my own work at um, my company, it is about for, for us to recruit more partners, to create more joint business together with partners, where we bring hosting based on Azure, or as we say, hosting by IDNext and powered by Microsoft to more customers and have partners being part of that. That's what we are going to do. I will continue to uh, talk to partners. I will continue to write blog posts and I will continue hopefully to be invited to events being a speaker, talking about uh, partnerships in general and uh, especially in the Microsoft partner ecosystem. So I think that uh, people are saying that the economy is slowing down. Perhaps it is but it is not slowing down for the ones that have a core, for the ones that have a clear idea about what their mission is and that have a clear idea about what their customers are looking for. For these, well, 2024 will be a great year, but it is important to, as the world is changing, you need to embrace change. Otherwise you will be obsolete. Or as in this book, that has been, that was published a few years ago, like who moved the cheese? Like you need to know where the cheese is being moved to. This is Danny, I love that. I love who moved the cheese. Excellent example. Now, because of all the travel that you do, flying between US, France and Sweden, and previous work when you're helping partners all over the globe, I'm sure all the times that you're on the uh, airplane and you're traveling, or if you're in Europe and you're taking the train to different uh, countries, you must have read thousands of books. And I want to know, our audience want to know, you have a great attitude, great enthusiasm. You care a lot about the community. You have a lot of co about compassion to really want to help 
people be successful in their Microsoft journey. You're building up a great uh, business that you have with your own organization and you have great ways to integrate AI, which is very important to Microsoft going forward. But when you're doing all that traveling, you have to unwind the brain a little bit. What type of leadership books are you reading? Because to me, I feel like you read a couple of books along the way, but then you implemented those books because you can see it in the passion of your voice. You see it in the work that you've done along the years that where I've met you over the years and people who've worked with you to be able to see their company scale have seen it as well. I'm, I'm sure somebody either as a mentor or some books you read, what is it? Because there's some secret formula that's out there that I think our audience need to know. What are you reading? Because they want to read the same thing too. So I will say that the one book that uh, has influenced me the most is uh, a book about uh, transforming a Scandinavian airline company. Uh, it was written, I think, like, like 20 years ago. Their CEO, John Carlson, uh, was a legend in uh, the Nordics. And he transformed a career that was kind of dodgy to something modern. But his leadership uh, skills were excellent. So I don't remember what the book is called, but uh, that book has really influenced me. It's a pretty thin book, but a lot of great advice. I think it's called like In Search of Excellence or something like that. Awesome. David, uh, make sure that we go and, and try to find that book and try to put in our show notes for our audience members. Now, per, really grateful for that because I know for David and myself, we love to read. And one of the things that we do when we read is we try to do our best to ask ourselves, what one thing could I take from this to apply today? Because there's so many things you can get from a book. There's 10,000 things. And like New Year's resolutions, you can have so many resolutions and then fail because there's too much to do. But if you can just take one thing, and I think that one thing you can do is very important. And the one thing you, you said today that I'm going to take is give and then continue to give. Don't give and then expect something back, but give and continue to give. Our world would be so much better. 2024 would be so much better if we all just gave and continue to give and then continue to give no matter what, and we would be so much better. Per, I want to let our audience know that the impact you've made, I'm grateful for because I've known your leadership over the years. IAMCP, which is the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, have grown to over 100 chapters in over 40 countries and over 2,000 plus members. And we're really excited about the continuous growth. We've had great leaders from Eddie Beta, Chakra, all these guys. I mean, they have been phenomenal in the passion that they do because it is a full-time job, essentially working with Microsoft, building up the programs, continuing educated, communicating to the partners, the community, they have questions. It's almost like I don't have time to run my own business because of the work that we're doing. But I'm really excited about that. I want to let our audience know, look, do you want to get in touch with Per? And he had offered up an opportunity that you can work with him for free consultation. He'll help you navigate this whole Microsoft ecosystem. He'll also help you understand his maturity framework for the P2P maturity framework. Go to LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash IN slash P-E-R-W-E-R-N. G-R-E-N, or you can go to his company's website, I-D-E-N-X-T.com, as well as the accelerator.one. Those are three ways you can reach out to them. And if you can't find him still, it's probably because he's on an airplane or he's at a conference, hopefully speaking to members like yourself. Per, thank you so very much for joining us this uh, evening over where you're at, where it's pitch that bar dark outside. It was the full winter. We're grateful to have you on our podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. 
learn about sponsorship opportunities, and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.